Hi everyone, uh, my name is Margaret Keane and I'm the Education, Training and Development Officer here at Midwest Aries. Delighted to be here today um, to run another of our webinars in partnership with uh, Mental Health Ireland. Um, today we're looking at something again that we, we really wanted to have a kind of topical subject for this time of the year as we kind of head into winter and obviously the festive season. So we're looking at seasonal change and how it affects our well-being and our mental health. Um, before I introduce the panelists, I just want to uh, run through a few housekeeping bits and pieces, if that's okay. And I'll just stop sharing the slide there. Um, yeah, so basically how it's gonna to work today is, uh, we, as, as it usually does, we have a, a panel of lovely people here all ready to discuss the whole aspect of seasonal change, but we really want to hear from yourselves. And how you do that is by putting a question into the Q&A. There's a little button there right down at the bottom of uh, your screen, along with the other little navigation icons, it's called Q&A. So if you'd like to put your question in there and start right from the beginning, if there's something on your mind, and uh, I'll put them to the panelists. Uh, we also record each session, so you can see we're recording at the minute. And we also use the audio from today's webinar. We actually post it as a podcast on our podcast channel on Anchor FM called the Wellbeing Panel. So if this is something you'd like to share with other people, or maybe just re-listen, um, you know, when you're out and about for a walk, uh, it'll be there for you. So again, just want to say a shout out to anybody who is listening in on uh, on Spotify or any of the other um, listening platforms. Um, so what I will do now, I think, is uh, ask my panelists to just if they could turn on their videos so we can all see them and um here we go they're all lovely people thanks so much and uh i'm going to just ask everybody to introduce themselves um so i'm just going to go around as i as, as i see everyone so eileen you're first on my list that i can see so do you want to say hello to everybody and uh, just tell them a little bit about yourself thanks hey margaret um hi everybody uh really looking forward to today's webinar so it's a really timely topic and um, I'm a recovery education facilitator with Midwest Aries, so um, just can't wait to hear from everybody, Margaret, and just really looking forward to some questions and hopefully um, we can help. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks, Eileen, and thanks for coming along today. It's great to have you here again. We have our little crew of panellists here that we try and swap out every month, but uh, Eileen is a stalwart, so it's great to have you. Um, Mike, you're next on my list, so do you want to say hello again? Just, yeah. uh, just explain. Hello, everyone. Yeah, um, I'm manager with Aries and uh, Mike O'Neill obviously is my name, as you can see. And um, again, nice to be here. And we already, when we logged on here before we started, we're already having a great discussion. So again, I think this time of year um, or other times of year can be challenging for, diff uh, for different people for different reasons. So it's interesting to see how the seasons affect us and not just the winter. Um, yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And I think that's a really good point, Mike, that we'll touch on a little bit later is that whole idea of, you know, it's not just winter. That's the one we usually think about when we're talking about seasonal affective disorder. But anyway, let's go on to Mags. Do you want to say hello there and just introduce yourself, please? Yeah, um, good afternoon. Yeah, I'm also a recovery education facilitator with uh, Midwest Aries. And uh, I was thinking I might get a few tips off the rest of the, the group here today. Um, yeah, so it should be an interesting discussion. Looking forward to it. Great stuff, Mags, and thanks for coming again. And I'm again, I'm in the same position. I'm looking for tips as well. So this is what we do. We we, we listen and we we share and we learn from each other. Claire, you're next on my list there. Lovely to have you again. Do you want to just say hello? Yeah, hello everyone. My name is Claire Flynn and I'm the Development Officer with Mental Health Ireland. And I'm here as a guest of Midwest Aries today um, as a panelist. And I'm delighted to be back again. Lovely to see you all. We love having Claire. And again, I just want to underline the fact and say a big thank you to Claire for the support she gives us around the, the webinars and to Mental Health Ireland as well and the team there and Sonia. We have to say a shout out to them for helping us just get this off the, uh, you know, get the series going and up and running. So last but not least, I'm going to pass you on to Laura now. Hi, Laura. Lovely to have you. Do you want to say hello? Uh, thanks, Margaret. Hi, everyone. I'm delighted to be here. And um, I think this is a very broad topic. I don't think it's spoken about enough um, and it affects a lot of people. So really looking forward to it. And thanks for having me. Thanks, Margaret. 
great stuff and thanks Lauren it's lovely to have you all here and let's do what we always do which is just have a kind of honest and open discussion about seasonal change um I'm just even it's funny when you live in Ireland if the seasons can change in the one day as we know this morning it was very gray and dull and rainy and now the sun is out it's it's lovely and blue and the, the lights coming in so it's amazing how even in the course of a day you can have different mood swings related to the, the weather. So I suppose with that in mind, and we'll start as we always start, which is to trying to get a, I suppose, an honest definition from your point of view of what you know seasonal change to, changes to you know mean to you in terms of your well-being and your mental health. Um, so I'd like all of us to come in on this if we can. So um, I'm going again. I'm just going to go through everybody, and I might go go Claire. I'll go with you first. So is yeah. a seasonal change something that affects your well-being? What does it look like for you? Or does it? I mean, it may not. What does it look like to you? No, it does. But I mean, not in any extreme cases. I wouldn't be a person that I would say that, you know, would suffer from sad or anything like that. Um, you know, generally, it, you know, like, every, like quite a lot of people, not everybody, but like quite a lot of people, when heading into the winter months and the rain hasn't stopped all summer and, you know, that sort of thing, that could be really, really hard, um, you know, but obviously I try and get onto it and, you know, come into the summertime on a really hot day, I try to run away from it, you know, when the sun is really shining, so I don't crisp up like bacon. Um, but, uh, but you know, I suppose I was reflecting on, you know, what it used to mean, I suppose my children are older now, so it used to mean quite different things to me, depending, you know, on school terms and different things like that and the challenges that that would bring. Um, and sometimes it would bring financial challenges, so if, you, if we were going into the autumn then, trying to get kids back to school and buy everything that was going with it and then coming into like the winter and everything to do with Christmas and you know what I mean so every season brought with it its own challenges um, and still does but you know so many of them are just connected with trying to keep children straight and narrow and trying to get in and out of work like we being in um, in and out of lockdown over the last while I'm a real home bird so it's really suited me so the seasons in that respect hasn't really affected me as much um but, uh, but uh, you know, I, I have spoken with people, though, who have found the change of the seasons, particularly, as you said, Mark, going into winter, really, really challenging. It can be a real challenge for, for people. Um, but thankfully, having, you know, it is becoming more open. People are, are discussing it a lot more. There's a lot more information out there. And having, you know, conversations like this just about individuals and how maybe they support themselves can hopefully get some information out there about people helping people just to get through the worst of the seasons which tends to be winter for quite a lot of people and absolutely and i think i thought it was really interesting what you said there in terms of you know the seasonal change that there's practicalities around that that causes challenges as well as just the whole kind of like less light that kind of stuff other thing i'd say to everybody here myself included and um i was kind of surprised at this figure and not in, in another way um the irish times in 2020 had an article in december um looking at a seasonal affective disorder and they quoted the hse saying that seven percent of the population actually suffer from seasonal affective dis disorder so there's there's quite specific um symptoms around that and we might look at that um shortly but i'll just move on now in terms of and again mags i'm going to come to you next so like is, is seasonal the seasonal change does it does it affect you in any way in terms of mood or what does it look like for you um yeah it would affect i suppose i actually noticed and it's just because this was actually coming up and i was kind of thinking back in the last four or five weeks and i would notice that i was start going to bed earlier um it could start you could say it's dark at half five and you're kind of you're in then for the night and that's it. So I've noticed that I'm in bed about half nine, 10 o'clock. Um, but then I've noticed that I'll wake up an awful lot earlier and I suppose I try and get out when I get up at half six or whatever, seven o'clock and try and get out. And the, the last few mornings have been gorgeous. So you could actually go down the road for a small walk with the flesh lamp. Um, so it's it's been grand, but it's just those, I suppose, it's the dreary ones that are very hard to, to manage. Um, so, yeah, I would I would have kind of a, a little plan, all right, for the winter to, to take my vitamins because I, it does. It, you're not getting, I suppose, you're not getting the sun, you're not getting out. 
um if you're working from home you're kind of inside you're not even getting out to drive to work so just to take the vitamins and i suppose to find maybe a space to get out sometime in the day uh for maybe a small walk um yeah absolutely yeah. And, and we'll look at that in terms of strategies in the next wee while so it's yeah as you said kind of getting out early getting the vitamins in that's all so important particularly if you're not getting that vitamin d from the actual from the sun sunlight um thanks mags um mike i know because we've spoken about this before um uh, and i don't think yeah. it's the wrong thing to say that seven percent you're probably hitting into that seven percent of uh, I, uh, I i would say i am and um yeah and i suppose it's a word i don't use lightly because there isn't much in life i hate but i hate the winter um it does affect me and i think even our everyday language i'm feeling gray you know it's kind of there's a darkness hanging over me so, so our language it's like so it's the stuff that's there and uh, and what i find a real battle and a, a trouble to manage even even come the end of august like and say crikey this is coming you know, I can feel the anxiety, that feeling of dread that the winter is coming. And it is for me, it's just awful. And and I suppose and I know we were chatting about this earlier as well, when we look at, you know, what's the reason? Like, why is it? You know, and, and maybe I suppose I feel very much connected to nature and the land and, you know, being present in it and even gardening. But does the not like so if we are part of nature well maybe that's part of the reason that like we're moving into that dormant phase you know where i'm looking out here the windows uh, out the window here and the leaves are falling on the ground you know plants shut down everything slows down and it's nature preserving itself until the spring and maybe on some level we're automatically doing that as well that we just need to you know conserve our energy to get through the winter and as Maggie said like kind of the day is actually much shorter and um you know so it's um yeah i just don't like it um and sometimes we're different so there could be different reasons for me it's the winter but like so there could be biological factors uh, you know we often hear about the scandinavian race in particular the figures would be quite high um yeah it's in my blood my father's uh, mother's family um were swedish and um so maybe it's just too close to home at the moment and there need to be a few further generations on that's not about or then maybe like associations with like you know previous difficulties in people's lives or associate traumas with different and it doesn't necessarily mean the winter so it's that anniversary could be common like kind of where people were badly affected you know and it becomes uh, you know it could be all lumped in under sad you know disaffected but i think people do have um yeah, are affected in different ways at different times of the year. And I suppose like, well, my, my resistance is lower. My coping strategies are impacted in the winter. And that's what I find the, the challenge. And I find it hard. Uh, my energy again is shot. Um, you know, so again, I could talk about me forever, but I better give somebody else a chance. And, yeah. and, I, and I think you're right there for me. It's a bit like my energy bars, you know, or the, the energy levels you ever see in a little, you know, where they're going down. Um, I'm not replenishing that. Uh, it, it's yeah, I find that really difficult and lack of light. Like today is fabulous because the sun is coming in. And I think particularly if you're in your if you're working, so if you're getting up and you're going to work, you're going in the dark and you're coming home in the dark. Um, it's it's really really difficult. Thanks, Mike. And um, yeah, a lot of people struggle with that. And and again, it's like I the way I read into it is it's it's a spectrum as well that you know not everybody is going to be really bad uh, with it um and some days you'll have worse days so it's trying to offset those days i suppose thanks mike laura i think we, we spoke earlier you have a slightly different view on on seasonal effect disorder i'm dying to hear this please thanks margaret so i'm probably in the minority um not saying that i absolutely love winter but I, um, I'm better in winter. I know it sounds very strange, but the summer um, has a negative um, effect on me. I'm stressed. Um, the nice sunny, sunny days and um, bright days when I suppose I'll use the word should, um, I should be happy. 
you know, I'm jumping with joy that it's so nice. But I feel this intense pressure um, to be happy and to uh, look the parts and all this kind of stuff. I haven't looked really deep into it. Um, that's why um, summer is such a kind of, um, I suppose it's a hard time for me, you know, um, but the winter then, um, I find a kind of a comfort in the winter. It's strange, I know. Um, the dark evenings means I can be inside on the couch and don't have to be, um, I don't feel under pressure, I suppose, um, to be outside because it's dark and everybody is just, in home and stuff so yeah i'm i think i'm in the minority um it is a thing sad disorder or sad within the summer months and it is I it absolutely is laura yeah, it, it is yeah. and i suppose that's it's the seasonal mm. affective disorder it's not winter affective disorder yeah. or low light affective disorder it is seasonal and you're right and there are there is a percentage of people like yourself who would find yeah. I think what's really interesting from your point of view is the pressure that you feel within the summer months to mm. maybe, you know, be a certain yeah. way, look a certain way. We're all happy yes. and you may not necessarily um, feel that. Yeah. Is, it, was and, that. Am I right? Or Yeah, definitely. And uh, Mike said it was we were talking about it earlier and Mike said that suicide rates are extremely high in the summer months. Um, I think it, it, it definitely is. Um, I can only think the word pressure. It's just a pressure for me um, to be like out and about and kind of happy and wanting to do things, sunbathe. Like, I don't like sunbathing or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm in the minority, as I was saying. But I'm sure there's other people out there that. And, um, and again, Laura, I think it's a spectrum because, like that, yeah. and probably like Claire yourself, you were saying, like, I just burn. So when it's really hot, I slightly melt. So I love yeah. kind of, uh, for me, I feel joy in that early spring where it's lovely, it's bright, you can get out for your walks, it's not too hot. Yeah, it's almost perfect. And crisp autumn days, yeah. frosty autumn days with light day, fabulous. Yeah. It's the kind of extremes yeah. of both I kind of struggle with. So I, I yes. absolutely get that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's um, not saying I don't like, um, the, it's nice here now because the sun, I like, I like that. Like, I like, um, uh, so it's not as if I completely love winter and hate summer. Like, I like summer, like in that, you know, you wake up in the morning, it's nice and bright out. I like that. But it's, as you said, to the extremes, like, I don't like when we get the serious, intense heat. Um, so, yeah, I suppose. Um, as no, I, said, I think it's really broad. interesting. It's very, yeah. it is very broad. And with that in mind, and just encourage anybody who's attending, if you've got a question or a reflection, it doesn't have to be a question. Just put it in the Q and A. There, we would love, yeah. love to hear from you. I've got a couple of Definitely, reflection yeah. pieces here that people have kind of gotten contact with. Um, one thing you did pick up on, Laura, was that idea of coziness. And we'll look at that again. I do mm. want to bring in that. I suppose, Mike, you were saying about your Nordic heritage there. And you've got the, you know, the, the Danish approach, that word hygge, we all kind of know now, which is the coziness, the candlelight, the, you know, the blankets, the, as fire, you said, yeah. fire, crackling fire, you know, snugging yeah. up, watching TV, not having that pressure to go out and be. And they seem to have that ability to actually just look, it, it's, I suppose, changing your mindset a bit in terms of what winter is. And so looking at it as a cozy time, a time to, you know, shut down, maybe reflect and um, slow down a wee bit. Um, I think they definitely probably have it there, but we'll, we'll talk about that again. That's me talking on my, my little thing. Um, <laughs> thanks, Laura. Really appreciate that. Um, Eileen, thanks, and again, last but no least, I'm sure you're a cozy person. I could be wrong, but yeah. uh, I'm sure you love the cozy nights in as well. Polar next. <laughs> we love it. Um, yeah. does it what what does seasonal change look like to you I mean do you struggle with it or is it just something you get on with or you know is, is there any kind of pivot points that you really need to look after yourself I think Margaret um, it's funny uh, up until last Christmas um, I definitely would have let the, the winter definitely would have affected me um, but I think it was the emotion of Christmas and um, kind of being smacked center in the middle of kind of the winter season you know and then I think I'm very my emotions be very much connected 
with the seasons. So for that, it wasn't winter as such, but it was the, you know, the shoulds, you know, you should be happy and, you know, um, you know, over the years, no more than anyone else, I'm sure the panel or anyone else listening, just, you know, when you get older and you have so many losses, I think um, for me, that's, I, I was tying that up with Christmas um, and, you know, the, you know, this ideal, idealized idea that like, you know, there's a big table and there's this, that and the other, whereas actually last Christmas, um, you know, it was bad year the year before, um, but we just said we're having a day, just changed the name. We just, we didn't say it was Christmas dinner. We just said we're having dinner and we're just, and for that, um, it just changed the emotion of the day. And we were like, we'll just watch a film. Um, but there was no big fuss and we just had dinner, you know? And for me, that's, I suppose, you know, like we're a year now doing kind of recovery education. It's really helped to be honest so much learning all this stuff and kind of supporting each other and that now I just kind of change try and change the energy around things because up until last Christmas I have to say would have been very affected and I would have said I suffer from sad but now I kind of realize actually I'm suffering nearly from the emotions of certain dates um, and change and I know we'll probably talk about that Nors as kind of the, the webinar goes on Margaret but you know, it's amazing how, um, for me, language can be so powerful if I change the, you know, the language I use around things. So now I'm like, okay, actually, is it sad or am I sad because either missing people or missing, you know, the idea of how things should be. Um, so I think acceptance actually is, has a lot to do with, with a lot of things, you know, as Laura was saying there, you know, sometimes, you know, expectations are, can be massive around things so now I'm kind of like accepting that actually I am going to feel maybe a bit crap or I'm going to feel a bit that's okay do you know what like not every day is going to be a good day so that's what I think is really interesting yeah sorry Eileen but what I think is really interesting is that there's a whole range of experiences right here amongst the panel which probably reflects the general population in terms of how they experience the change in the seasons you know it goes from and you know having real difficulty to, you know, as you said, having crap days, the odd crap day. Um, and I think you're right, Eileen, in terms of having the Christmas season, although that's an ancient pagan thing of having that big feast in the middle of the darkest, deepest, when you need a bit of a lift. Um, yeah. But we've kind of pressurized ourselves and, and you know, to, to make that the best, the most perfect, the, you know, everybody together, we all have to get on. And that probably doesn't help if you've got, um, you know, adding on the kind of drop in mood because of less light, all the seasonal mm -hmm. stuff, the anxiety that comes with that in terms of, I mean, if you look at the symptoms there in terms of, of sad, um, and by the way, isn't that the worst name ever? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it does do what it says on the tin, but like, wow, um, you know, it, it is things like, you know, greater anxiety, greater sensitivity. You, you mentioned that word as well. Um, you know, it's lack of just get up and go like, umph, like I got a great email from someone and I hope they don't mind me just sharing the kind of the top level bits of them, them an attendee today. Um, but I just thought it really put together what it actually felt like that, you know, prior to a couple of weeks ago when she was very energetic going out doing gardening. And like we were all like that. And it just seemed to be that suddenly the light just went. I'm just reflecting myself and um, that she had lots of energy to doing lots of great stuff, gardening, painting and all sorts of jobs around the house because you had those long evenings of those bright days. And then suddenly the energy, the enthusiasm just dropped off a cliff. And that's what it says, fallen off a cliff edge. Um, so like the body and mind are lethargic. So with that in mind, and I thought that was just a really good explanation of what it feels like physically. So you have all this energy and then suddenly it's gone. Can we start looking at now in terms of how we can actually, what can we do or what is it that you've got tips and tools that, um, that people can kind of implement to overcome that lethargy? Um, and uh, let's go to, let's say, Claire, do you want to, do you have any ideas in terms of how, because obviously darker yeah. nights, I find myself just like Mags heading to bed at like yeah. baby time, you know, and um, put me to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so how do we, 
overcome that or maybe or do we overcome it do we just let it go like what's people's thought in the Claire what do you think do we just embrace it yeah well I suppose one thing that's coming to me is you know like within all of these seasons and um, there's like a certain amount of consumerism has been attached to them you know and you know that in and of itself then can create a pressure you know so Christmas I'm supposed to be happy and I'm supposed to be this and I'm supposed to be that spring I'm supposed to be out you know picking daffodils and skipping down laneways and you know what I mean you know I like we're fed these like we live in a media world so we are fed a lot of images we're fed a lot of stuff and quite often it's based around trying to encourage us to buy stuff <laughs> you know it's you know more than anything else so I suppose one of the things that I try to do for myself is I try to separate myself because even when you talked about the Higa you know Higa is like it's a very old concept but you know it almost became commercialized again you know this is how you buy this blanket and you have this and you have that you know so it came with a cost attached to it. So feeling that pressure then of like, okay, well, I'm not sure that I need all this stuff. Plus, I don't have the money for all this stuff. You know, and you know, but I do I need all this stuff to create these scenarios for myself? So I try to separate myself from it, you know, to try and say, okay, do I actually need this stuff? Because I'm trying to be quite conscious about the earth and pollution, and you know, I'm trying to be, you know, sustainable and all that stuff as well. So that's made me reflect on it a bit more as well. So just as I said, separating myself from it. So Christmas, does it have to be around like, you know, purchasing stuff? Does it have to be around, you know, changing decorations every year? Does it have to be around, you know, and just reminding myself for, for me at Christmas, I'm very lucky I'm on my family live close by and we spend a little bit of time together, even just with my own children, you know, so that's what I have to try and make Christmas about. And just, and I, I was really relating to what Laura was saying about the summertime, you know, because bank holiday weekends, like we stay home. Like we don't want to go where everyone else is going, you know, but, and, you know, and, and we used to feel that pressure that, you know, you have to do something. It's the bank holiday weekend. You have to go somewhere. You have to do whatever, you know, and it's just, you know, as I've gotten older, it's no, actually, we just want to do what we want to do. What's right for us. So that's what I try and do. I try and do what's right for me. So if that means that I'm going to actually go to bed at eight o'clock um, because I want to, <laughs> because that's the type of day I'm having, then I will. Um, or it might be, I mean, sometimes I might, you know, I might take like a, a, a sick day or a mental health day, you know, if it's just feeling particularly blah about everything um, and just sit around in my pyjamas all day, you know, or I might do that at the weekend. You know, it all depends, I suppose. It's just about trying to connect in with myself and how I'm feeling. And if I can identify why, what's caused me to feel that way, great. If not, then just trying to mind myself within it. So I think just do whatever is right for you. And if you take a bit of, time to figure out what that is but some of the fun is in trying to figure out what does work you know and finding those nice things that do work so that would be the what i do and you know it might be a benefit to somebody else absolutely and i think that's just the whole kind of tenets of self-care really isn't it listening to your body listening to yourself and uh, and then it's coming back to what eileen says that bit of acceptance as well that some days you just are having some, some bad days i mean there are things i think and just in terms of i suppose again reflecting and just looking around in terms of you know try and keep your connections with others even you know particularly this time of the year when it's you know you're getting out less now look we haven't mentioned the big c we kind of hinted at it but like covid has not helped is not helping um so things we would have done to you know keep like even things like tree lighting ceremonies with kids or family traditions that we had they're all gone out the window which i'm sure is having an impact on on people i know it certainly is with us um one little thing a tip i'd give was that we had our christmas a couple of weeks ago because my son was going to japan so um we had the quickest christmas you ever had in your life um but it was also one of the best experiences ever and i know my husband turned around to me and said why don't we do it like this every year it was so less stressful even we although we had the stress of saying goodbye we actually had that moment and it was just brilliant and it didn't have to be perfect and it wasn't but it was because of its imperfection and um that's just yeah something uh, just my own mindset um i, I kind of had to change thanks claire that's that's brilliant and and mike just about you so how are you like how do you cope with it um especially well, like when you're at the really at the you know well, the i just i don't it. cope and, and I suppose, and again, even I was just kind of thinking here, well, why can't I cope? Or why are other people? It's like that email that you got from that person who was saying, I can't do all these things. But if you back up the truck and say, well, why? Maybe we're not meant to. 
maybe you are meant to slow down. Maybe this is actually a positive rather than a negative. And again, change in the narrative. And it's coming into maybe, as Eileen mentioned there, that word acceptance. And maybe the change in our mind, say, yeah, and well, yeah, I can't get out of the garden. Can't do all the things. Very, yeah, yeah. And just say to ourselves, kind of, that little bit of self-compassion. Sure, and that's okay. This will pass. And I suppose all, I, all I'm looking at here now, and I say, what's getting me through? And it's kind of, I'm waiting. And I have a focus here. I look at the date every day when I come in. It's the 24th of November. The 21st of December, which is less than a month away, the evenings will be getting bright again. And that's my focus, <laughs> because there's nothing I can do about it. But, as I say, it's closer than we think. So while, yes, when we also look about, you know, the anxiety, the dread, the anticipation can actually be worse for some people in the lead up to it. You know, and particularly, I think, you know, as I mentioned, and, you know, and even clear, the expectation of well around Christmas. You know, um, but the downside for me, I suppose, is that we all have people in our lives. We all have relationships, you know, of different sorts. And I suppose when I get so drained or beaten up, when my energy levels go so bad, I disconnect. And that's not healthy either. You know, where it's great to be able to say, I'm going off the bait, but like, you know, like if anyone has young families or, you know, uh, you have to be present as well. So that's actually a greater challenge. Um, whereas if we we're all individuals, it would probably be easier because there's not night like more um, than going home to bed, having a bite to eat and being in bed at seven o'clock. But like the world we inhabit, we can't do that either. Um, you know, so. Again, as it, I say, so, it sounds like a struggle, Mike, in terms of that balance, trying to a bit of a balancing act to kind of, yeah. you know, acceptance, but also responsibilities as well, yes. you, you know, particularly when the energy levels are gone uh, and saying, so my energy is shot. I finish work at five o'clock every day. Am I grateful for a job? Yes, I am. I, I love it. And I, and I want to do this. But when I walk out the door, that's it. I'm out of whack. You, you know, I'll grunt at people when I get home. And again, that's wrong too, but, but it's, it, it's the same cycle every year. And, and I don't know what intervention can change that or break that. Other than it's a bit like, I, I would love to hibernate, you know, if we're talking about like the life cycle, you know, in nature, just to go to bed and wake up the 1st of February. That to me would be ideal. Um, but, um, so I suppose we need to be mindful as well. Like, well, yes, it's great if you are diagnosed with a disorder and, you know, and say, yeah, um, but there's other, there's other people to consider and other stuff to consider as well. So it's not easy, you know, even if we accept it and say, that's it, number one, first, but what does that look like in reality? Because there's a price someone else is going to have to pay. And absolutely. And that's the thing, you've got responsibilities. So it's trying to balance those out. And I suppose you brought up that diagnosis thing. And I think it's just the diagnosis piece. And uh, because there's some maybe here just wondering, well, what exactly, you know, we all hear about sad and you hear people saying, oh, I think I've got a bit of sad or, you know, um, it is a disorder. It is a recognized disorder. And I just want to bring up in terms of the HSC and how they define it. So, um, signs that uh, so basically the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder are like the symptoms of normal depression but they occur repetitively so it's that repeating piece um, at a particular time of the year they usually start in the autumn or winter and improve in the spring but you can also have it at summertime as well and the nature and severity of it can vary from person to person and we've seen that as we've just been talking about it and for some people it's a bit totally debilitating and yet for others, it can just be an annoyance or something that's irritating that they kind of fight against. So, again, just for yourselves, just to um, make sure that, uh, you know, that you're, you're hitting it, that like if you need to seek help from your GP, if you need to get some kind of diagnosis. So signs that you may be depressed, particularly if it's cyclical around the autumn and winter period. Um, although, as I said, it can happen in, in uh, summer as well, is a persistent low mood. A loss of pleasure or interest in normal everyday activities, um, feeling irritable, um, feelings of despair, guilt, guilt and worthlessness, 
low self-esteem, tearfulness. And we mentioned that before, that sense, that extra sensitivity, feeling stressed or anxious, a reduced sex drive and becoming less sociable. And, uh, you know, as you as you said, Mike, that sociable thing is almost that lack of connection with is almost built into the period because we're not out there socializing. Add in COVID into that and things get kind of a lot worse. Um, I just wanted to mention that there and we will be signposting at the end in terms of where you can get that information on seasonal affective disorder. And, you know, if you are really struggling, please do go to your GP. You know, don't sit with it, particularly if it's a cyclical thing. And if the cyclical piece is the is the thing they're looking for there in terms of SAD. So I. Sorry, I just muted myself. Sorry, Eileen, just in terms of yourself. So what kind of thing if you're having those feelings, what are you offsetting? Is there some are you changing your mindset? Are you changing your behavior or how are you managing to maintain it? Your happiness throughout I this think, um, period. Yeah. Um, for me, Margaret, can you hear me? Sorry, you're frozen. Um, well, yeah, we can hear you can fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you fine. Yeah. Um, I find for myself, actually, I have to change my environment. Um, so I'm a big fan of, I have lots. Unfortunately, I think we've lots lost. Stamps. Um, I have... Oh, I think we just lost you, Eileen, there for saying, I'll come back to you in a okay. moment if you can hear me, okay? Okay, um, perfect. Yeah, thanks. So, Laura, I'm just going to come to you, and I think you, do you know we're having one of those frozen days, and I am going to let it go, and I'm going to come to Mags, because um, we've got, I think Eileen and, and Laura both have issues. Mags, in terms of yourself, now obviously you don't seem to have the issue as bad, but like obviously, you know, um, I think you mentioned going out early for walks. It's something that I try to do if I get up early in the morning um, and get out early. There's nothing like going out in the dark and coming into the light. Really, really good to get me going. Um, and I need to consciously make that decision to, decision to do that. What about you? What does it look like? How do you manage? Um, I'm a bit like Mike. I just cannot wait for the 1st of January <laughs> and to get back up to the woods. I love when everything is. I suppose dead in the woods and it's very bare and then February I love February March and then it starts to grow again um and that for me is I just can't wait this will pass like there's only another what, four weeks left in it and then we get on to January and I'm so looking forward to it but just a, a tip that I use uh is I would have get a new hobby or a project and I, I'm I suppose I'm one of And we've lost Mags. As I said, it's one. <laughs> Garage. Thank so you to everybody for just a piece of furniture or something like that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Sorry, Mags. I'm crossing over you because you're catching up. Um, and I think just I just if I can paraphrase you a little bit, I think you were saying there in terms of getting a hobby or something that that gives you. And, and I think we all know that anyway. In terms of our workshops, one of the key things in terms of even just building resilience year round. Um, and you're supporting your mental health and self-care is keeping a routine, a good routine, because um, I don't know about you, but the chocolate box is whispering to me all the way through the winter. <laughs> it's saying, come eat me and have a nice cup of tea. And that is very difficult to offset, I'm telling you. So um, it's it's trying to build in and making that conscious effort when you really don't feel like it. That's that's hard to do. Eileen, I think you're back. Um, I I'll just come to you now. I don't know if you just because I know you wanted to share a tip with us. Um, yeah, just I suppose my environment is really important to me. I find in the winter that I love being cozy and lots of light. So I just wanted to show this to everybody, Margaret. It's a it's a little salt lamp. Um, and you can get them most places, but this is an Irish company, um, saltlamps.ie, but you can actually because it's you know it has a little um switch in it, so you can take it around the rooms. But I find actually that light really helps. And then there's another tip um, I got from my yoga teacher. It's actually called um, candle gazing. So if people are finding it hard to go to sleep, um, it's a candle meditation. So basically any candle will do. Um, and you just you gaze on the candle for maybe 30 seconds and close your eyes and 30 seconds, close your eyes and just do that half an hour before you go to sleep. 
Um, it's actually, it's really ancient, but it's kind of an eye cleansing, but it actually, and I suppose it's like that inner light in the winter when we can't see. But I actually find that's really helpful. It just kind of calms you down before you go to sleep. Or do you know if you're waking up in the middle of the night? Um, sometimes I do that as well because um, light's so important. And I know it's going back to kind of, as Mike was saying, do you know the old rituals like of having the fire, but do you know if we, if we can't feel warm, seeing the light is really important. So I definitely recommend salt lamps. And one other tip as well, I moved the house plants actually into the bedroom because actually it kind of it clears the air as well at night and especially with COVID, it's actually really good actually having uh, plants in your room and especially when you're sleeping, it can actually help you have a better sleep. So I think those small things actually can help over the winter. Definitely, Eileen, and I'd go with the plants as well. I have got about three plants in the bedroom. Spider plants are brilliant. They are, and they're the <laughs> much maligned. I remember them from the, from the 70s and 80s. That's how old I am. Um, dying on my <laughs> parents' um, the table, but they're brilliant at kind of cleansing the air and lots of oxygenation, which we need at nighttime. De great. And I'm definitely going to try that. Um, that candle meditation for sure. Mm -hmm. That sounds just absolutely lovely. And with that in mind, I just want to bring something else up because it came up um, one of our facilitators and if, they, if they're online with them, if they want to come in and just um, put some reflection on that in terms of light therapy. So I just got some information on that. I know it comes up again and again, that kind of having a, um, a light box that mimics sunlight can really help. Um, now, I have a kind of daylight bulb in my lamps here in the office and also I have a lamp there. Um, I think Eileen's just put in a, a link there. Eileen, just if you want to explain what that link is, please. That's just a link to the candle meditation. To yes. Show you Brilliant. Brilliant. That's great. I'm definitely going to be um, looking at that. But um, again, there's some brilliant information on light therapy on the HSE um, website. And um, there's kind of they don't know how it works or why it works. I know in terms of melatonin from what it seems like, but um, so does it work? So there's mixed evidence apparently about the overall effectiveness, but some studies have found it very effective, particularly if you use first thing in the morning. So it's, I know they're very expensive, um, but it can help to relieve your symptoms, um, you know, but you need to use it on a regular basis. So I know, and I'm just going to check there. There's a question in this might be from, yeah, we've got uh, Thomas here. Um, it's a sad light. Uh, got the idea from Mary Ellen Copeland at Rap. I'm using it more since the weather's getting gloomy and dark. For me, it helps. And that's great because I've had that question mark over it. You know, would it help me? But because they're so expensive, you kind of go, you know, maybe it's out of the realm of a lot of people. But do look, little hats, lamps with, you know, they obviously won't have the same amount, but they definitely help having that light bulb um, saving there. And thanks for that um thomas for for sharing that um i'm just looking at the time there we're going to have a little bit of a breather and i want you just in the while you're doing that just reflect a little bit if we can in terms of what we've spoken about have we missed anything um and um again i just want to just check the q a there uh just got a nice one there from breed thank you all for sharing um and thomas makes a great point um that possibly those lights might actually be uh, reduced because of the Black Friday events. So if something you're interested in, you have the money to do it, maybe that's the time to do it. But do look at the HSE website because they'll give you the, all the details around light therapy um, and, and that sort of thing. So let's take a moment where we're doing this and ask the panelists, just think, have we missed anything? Um, I'm going to come back with that last question is, which is your one piece of advice to people in terms of just coping generally at the minute in terms of low light, low mood, how, how we deal with that. But what we're going to share now is we do this every time, a little three minute meditation. This is by Killian, uh, our peer education trained development officer here at Midwest Aries. And it's all about just dealing with seasonal change. So I'm going to start sharing there if the panelists could just give us up. And just go with the flow with this. Look, I know meditation isn't for everybody, but let's just take a moment together as a group just to think about seasonal change. So if you can give me a thumbs up, guys, just to let me know if you can hear it. As we begin this guided meditation, just find a comfortable position on the seat you're in or if you feel more comfortable lying down. Settle into your body by connecting with your breath 
and slowly inhale through your nose and slowly exhale through your mouth. And just notice how your body and mind begin to soften and relax. First off, we're going to visualize a scene from nature of all the different colors, the reds, the browns, darker greens and yellows of the terrain around you. And just imagine a cool breeze blowing towards you. Notice how each season brings with it so many different changes. As you prepare for the next few months through these changes of the season, just start to imagine the person you would like to be. The activities you would like to do. The environment you thrive in most and the lifestyle you want to have over the coming months. Let your imagination run with this and allow yourself to see what you would see, to hear what you would hear, and to feel what you would feel if this were to happen for you. Now I'd like you just to create an internal visual image or notice a feeling or a sound of how you, your life and your surroundings could feel like over the next few months. What would you be doing over the next few months with the changing seasons that is different from how you're living right at this present moment? How would your energy levels and mental clarity be over the next few weeks and months? Now I'd like you to ask yourself, what action steps do I need to take to feel inspired or motivated to move forward positively? And I'd like you to think about this for a few moments. As we finish this guided meditation, just to add that you have so much potential in you every single day. It's about making the most of your strengths each and every day. And I'd like you to slowly come back to the room again and become present in the moment again. So how's everyone after that? <laughs> it's a really nice one. It's just like three minutes. And I think it just, you know, it's that whole idea of changing your mindset. And what I love about that is looking forward. It's, it is being in the moment, but also, you know, how it's just looking towards the light. And I, I yeah, good one, Killian. I know if he's listening now, I just say, love, I particularly love that one. And um, thanks, thanks for doing that. Um, so if we're all back in the room, and I hope that the, the attendees enjoyed that as well and went along with it, I just want to come to that kind of one piece, or if you think there's something that we've missed. Um, I know in terms of sad, and again, I was kind of reflecting this during the break, it does have that kind of reputation that people, it's, you know, they, they just use it on feeling a bit sad, like I have that sad, but for some people it really is a huge difficulty. And that needs to be acknowledged. And again, just saying, if you have that issue and you, you know you do think you have that disorder, that it is interrupting your life and stopping you living your best life, and um, do seek help. Don't just sit with it. Um, that's just my advice, I suppose, and my tip going forward. Um, I'm going to come to you, Mike, first in terms of because I know it's something you really struggle with, and you don't hold back with the, you know, with the reality of it. I suppose, which I'm really appreciative of and the honesty of it um, what, yeah. and there isn't one silver bullet but just generally what do you think people can do to offset those feelings and that 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 low mood yeah well I suppose the first thing is kind of just go easy on yourself and don't beat yourself up because you're not doing all the things you want to do um, 
And I suppose even when I was listening to, we say, Killian there, and I was just kind of, yeah, well, we are here now. What are you looking forward to? And maybe it's to what I'm looking forward to. I say, I'm looking forward to the 21st of December. But I'm also look, what I'm also looking forward to or what I love about the summer is being near the coast. And I've always mentioned this. And maybe it's kind of even over the Christmas break in itself, even a day trip. Um, you know, look at what we enjoy, look at the focus. I know Mags mentioned take up a new hobby, but without without having a mate, like, but that's commitment. <laughs> like it like for me, it's kind of oh geez, that's gonna require energy and effort, you know. But whereas like kind of, you know, if you're enjoying it, brilliant. But for a lot of people, Jesus, like that's a chore. So again, it's kind of that's come back to the self-compassion. Maybe look at, you know, one little treat, what do I enjoy? What do I like? and indulge ourselves as well until this passes um because like you know uh, it's like even when we talk about the chime framework here in our work and and hope in that and i mean if for a lot of us i think it's kind of like well what gives us hope and i suppose for me hope is always the future it's always something i hope to win the lotto i hope to feel better I, you know, I hope dinner will be nice to see. So it's always out there. So hope is, so to me, what will give you hope to get you through this? You know, so maybe there, 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 so there's probably steps on the way rather than just waiting as well. Where, yeah, so my end point is, yeah, get the springtime, you know, the evenings are getting longer. And, uh, but in the meantime, come back to what Killian was saying, what's the little bit will give me the hope in the meantime and build on those just keep it simple. What do I enjoy? You know? Um, yeah. That's brilliant, Mike. I'm actually chuckling here to myself because as you were speaking, brilliant response from Breed. Mike, indulgence. I have just discovered chocolate Kimberly. You're eight euros <laughs> in dots right now. I hope to get another tin. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation. Yeah. I don't feel guilty. There's the other top tip, you know? Um, as I say, if I was to look at, well, what, what's, What's the one benefit of the COVID stone and a bit now at this stage that I've put on? Um, I don't feel the cold as much. Like so, so maybe there's something in that as well. That, like that, kind that of, is so. really changing the mindset, Mike. Yeah. So rather than saying I got all and I'm fat and I'm not exercising. But I'm actually not feeling the cold. So again, if you change, you know, so you could apply that same narrative, like kind of you know, so that's kind of you know, and that's real. I'm not feeling the cold as much. Um, so maybe I'll stay fat forever. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not knowing you, Mike. Um, and actually, just there's some, some some lovely reflections here. Like like Mike, I want to hibernate. I think I was a hedgehog in a previous life. I love, <laughs> like Laura, I don't enjoy the pressure of summer. Spring and autumn are so much easier. Gardening is hel- helping me a lot. Literally grounds me. We find that again and again, Breed. It really does for a lot of people, myself included, and gives me purpose. Fresh air and daylight are an added bonus. Yeah, I, I really miss that coming into the winter months now. It does need a bit of a tidy up at the minute, but yeah. Uh, actually, even just doing, it's still, you might get away with putting a few bulbs in the ground at this stage, but it's it's kind of towards yeah. the end. But there is something about the winter tidy up as well and that preparation for spring. So it just doesn't all happen in the spring. Like I'm looking at the garden and just hoping like kind of on the weekends, I get a few nice days in December and just go out, potter around, you know, cutting back, tidying up. Um, and that's part of that process as well. It's not all about here's the flowers, you know, they've arrived. Um, so it's the prep work as well. It is. And it's getting ready for the, yeah, it, it absolutely. Um, again, it's the change in the mindset, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It's it's the key to it. Um, and Mags, I found crochet is a great help in the winter. So Mags, there you go. And Eileen, I'll move some plants into my bedroom. So there you go. That's a great, that's a really practical thing. A really helpful um, Eileen. And uh, Mark, could you share that meditation? We'll have that meditation up on YouTube. We'll have it separately and uh, we'll send you the link in the learning pack that goes out at the end of the week. So um, you should have that. And I'm glad that you found it useful. And because uh, I certainly did, I think it was lovely. Um, so again, just going around, Mags, I'm just going to come to you next in terms of one piece of advice, or is there something you think we've missed and we've only got five minutes left, so we'll keep it, we'll keep it brief. Yeah, I suppose for me, what I did this year was actually, I lit the fire in the fireplace. 
and I haven't lit it for eight years. And I just decided I have the I had the artificial stove and I just decided this year I'm going to light the fire. And I actually find that very comforting in the evening. Uh, it's like company. Um, so that's my one piece of advice. If you if you have a chimney, light a fire. I think it's great. Absolutely. I'd be lost without we've a stove here fire and I'd be lost without it. Even the, and when it comes to August, I'm looking at it and going, that's going on. So um, that's that's Huga as uh, in in um, in action. Thanks, Mags. Really just a, a really great tip. Um, Claire, I don't think I've come to you. And if I have, I apologize. Um, so just again, have we missed anything or is that one piece of advice you'd give to people? Well, I do. Food can be great in the winter, you know, and cooking, you know, like I suppose combining maybe a new hobby, like maybe learning a new soup, you know, making a new soup for myself or, you know, a nice casserole or, you know, stuff like that. That's really warming and lovely. And it's also in terms of the gardening, but using what vegetables or whatever are available to you throughout the seasons, because that changes the seasons as well. You know, and it just, you know, because you have like, you know, root vegetables in the winter and then in the summer you have the berries, and the strawberries and things like that, you know, and, and tailoring what you're eating maybe to what is available like that can just be a real reminder that the seasons do change, that there is definite dates of when they start and end as well, you know, so you can look forward to that. This too will definitely pass as well. And, you know, I think everyone... I, most people probably have a season that they would say is their preference, whether they like them all or not, but there's probably one that is a preference. And just that, you know, we, I know that it's cyclical, that it's going to come around again, you know, so, um, but yeah, because we're talking about food, you know, and the chocolate and stuff like that, but I love a really nice casserole or a really oh, yeah. pasta dish or, you know, something like Lovely. that. Lovely. When, when are we going to your house, Claire? That's all <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I go, yeah. mm, 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 mm. I know, you just... Then we'll have the chocolate Kimberly, you know. Yum, <laughs> yum, yum. And I love that seasonal vegetable thing, sustainability. It's a reminder. It's that, oh, yeah, yeah. fabulous. Because gardening is a great way to be reminded that the seasons constantly do change, you know, because the garden has, you know, follows the seasons and stuff. So, yeah, it's just something that I, you know, I look forward to the casseroles and the soups in the winter. Gorgeous one pot wonders and you can't beat them. Um, just got a little, uh, just got a, a, a message in there from Thomas. So uh, electric blanket and electric blankets and cozy socks. Absolutely. I love that idea of just like, oh, cozy, cozy. Love it, love it. Um, Laura, I'll just come to you. And again, just if we can just a little bit brief there. What, what have we missed? What would you like to say to people that they can do to help themselves? Um, so I think um, some self-care and I have to second um, Mags and Claire on the food aspect of it. Um, casseroles, I'm a veggie, so um, nice veggie casseroles, um, nice veggie shepherd's pie, you know, except all those. Um, and I think um, go easy on yourself, you know, um, and some self-compassion. We're all about self-compassion. Um, here at Midwest Aries and um, yeah, try and go easy on yourself and um, kind of try and leave, leave the pressure, you know, and as Claire was saying as well about um, all this consumerism, you know, you go in places, um, even into pennies or whatever, and the amount of stuff, like just stuff, you know, and it's actually very overwhelming and you're like, okay, there's pressure I need you know I need all this you actually don't need all that so it's trying to kind of um I think check in with yourself you know and yeah. um yeah self-compassion thanks Laura I think and that that is it in in a, in a nutshell Eileen we're very quick I just want to say a you, very quick one and while you're doing that I'll start sharing the screen and if you could put the other two um oh, links in for me when you're ready yeah, yeah. no bother something really quick Margaret I just think um like Mike mentioned stories and I just think like stories are great and I think um do you know oh god the author walked with fields anyone help me here um anyway but I was just thinking about like writing your story you know of journaling in the winter you know those yeah, um, Alice Taylor. um and I think that's a good thing because it's funny like we bought this cottage and, and I found loads of books from the people who used to live here and it's lovely. And so I started uh, like a garden journal. So everything I do, I write it. And I thought maybe in a hundred years time, someone might read that. So, and I think everyone's story is important. 
so just to write and something like Mike said, I, I collected the, um, I didn't realize you could kind of bonsai tree, you know, the horse chestnuts. So like I have them now in the glass house and who knows, but I think it's, you know, it's nice, you know, even if there's some people in your life, just write your story because you never know in a hundred years time who'll read it. So I just add that, Margaret. Love that, Eileen. I just, oh, I feel, I'm feeling all cosy now and comforting and all grat gratitude. It's lovely. I'm very grateful. I, I, it's lovely, 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 lovely. Don't get too excited. Anyway, this is the link there for the HSE information on seasonal affective disorder. Go to it if you've got any questions um, it will give you some signposting. We will be sending this um, link and this slideshow out to you. So um, don't worry about that if you can't take it down. Um, also, just a wee reminder just before we finish that in um, December, we're still running our workshops. This what we've decided to do is to kind of turn the focus towards looking after our mental health over the festive period. If that's something that you really struggle with, this is probably for you. Um, you can have booked there in Eventbrite and my email address is there as well. So we would love to have you if 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 that's something you're interested in. And we're looking at everything from managing well-being through to anxiety and family recovery. So and there's also a bit of self-care in there as well. Um, we just want to say and because this is the last webinar of this year. How did this happen? Just a big I thank you. Sorry, Margaret, to interrupt. Can I take a photo of us? I know of we can't course, everybody else. Of course. It's important to, um... yeah, that's it. Fine. I should take a, I'll take a screenshot as well. That's brilliant. Thanks, Claire. Just to say, look, we're so appreciative of all of you who come this year and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll run these again next year. But really, Claire has been fantastic. I just want to honestly, much love, much grow to you, Claire. You've been fantastic. And we just want to say thank you from all at Midwest Aries. And I hope you like our card a little bit early, but, you know, bear with us. Um, and if you want to check out our uh, recording of this webinar, um, please go to the wellness panel. It's on Anchor FM. And there is the lovely Claire's um, there's a brilliant development officer at Mental Health Ireland. So if you need any information, just, you know, obviously contact yourself. Um, I'm just checking now the last of the chat. We do have um, a feedback form there. And I know I'm running out of time a little bit over. Um, if it's something, you know, we really do live or die by the feedback. It really helps us to decide what we're going to do next or how we need to change things. So if you have a bit of time, it takes literally two or three minutes if you could click on that link, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, with that in mind, I'm just going to run around and just say goodbye. I know we're a little bit late. I'm going to. So, Mike, do you want to say your goodbyes and we'll just do a quick run round? Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, yeah, it's great to have people on board again today. Great series. And um, yeah, all going well. We'll see you all again in January. That's the plan. And um, yeah, it's a great way to have these conversations. And I suppose just connect with other people. And I suppose, like, no matter what's going on, I think there's something nice, particularly during COVID and, you know, the restrictions being able to connect in this way. I think it's really powerful. It normalizes what everybody's feeling, thinking and experiencing as well, that we're not alone. And um, and hopefully uh, we can just, you know, pick up a few tips and tools, you know, and learn from each other while we're at it. It's not just a dog job. So I think it's it's great. Yeah. So I better stop. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Claire, just want to say goodbye there. Thanks for thanks for coming. Yeah, again. no, I've, I've enjoyed these so much, and it's like my, I've learned so much myself. I've picked up tips like the plants in the bedroom now. Eileen has given us all uh, details there of what's the best ones to have. So I'd be popping off now to get those. I think for myself this weekend, but um, you know, just learning like that. But I suppose one of the main things I've learned is, which I already knew, but it's not not bad thing to be reminded about it, was that you know there is there is a lot of different experiences. You know, and 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 people find ways to support themselves, and but hearing other people speak about their experiences and their journeys can be really, really helpful and beneficial. So, you know, I learn so much myself, as I said, from these, and I hope that anyone who attends gets as much out of them as I get out of them. Um, so I always really look forward to them. So I really hope we do them next year, and uh, and hope it's not too early. But happy Christmas, everyone! I know we're a little bit early, but like. Shh. <laughs> We won't say anything. Um, right, Mags, do you want to say goodbye and uh, good luck? Yeah, really enjoyed today. And one thing for me is it's coming up to Christmas time. Um, I wouldn't be a mad fan of Christmas, but what I do love is people putting a candle in the window. Just It's a, such a simple thing. Um, and I always think that just brings hope. 
and that you know next year is coming and mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be a better year so yeah so enjoy today thanks margaret brilliant thanks mags and love i love that and i love that candle and fabulous and um, laura do you want to say goodbye there just say your goodbyes thanks thanks for thanks, coming thanks margaret i'm having some technical difficulties but um Delighted to have been here. It was a great discussion. And as Mag said about the candle, love that. Um, I always light a candle. Um, it gives hope as well, um, which is great. Uh, so thanks, everyone. Thanks, Laura. And Eileen, last but by no means least, thanks so much for, for everything today. Thanks, Eileen, Margaret. And um, my last piece of advice is get yourself a Christmas present. So whether is that a book you've been meaning to get or a plant or whatever, so don't wait. What's that Dr. expression like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of asking for flowers, don't plant your own garden. So get yourself something nice. And happy Christmas, everybody. That's one tip I can certainly get on board with. And uh, yeah, that's that's a definite. Well, look, um, thank you for holding on. We're a little bit over time. I really appreciate your patience, but there was so much good stuff there. And uh, whatever you do, Take care of yourself, practice a little bit of self-love, self-compassion, self-care, and hopefully we'll see you all again for a bigger and brighter 2022 and uh, whatever you do this festive season. I hope you take care of yourselves. Bye now.